Hello in TV land. That's Hayden Kincaid, and I'm Sebastian Rickon. We're still on the introduce me for me. And uh, my name is Rowan Wood, uh, and this is Across the Stars, where, if it's Star Wars, we we cover it. it. Perfectly synced up on my end, and that's all that matters. Anyway, we have two episodes of The Book of Boba Fett to review today. Uh, uh, Episode two, The Tribes of Tatooine, and episode three, The Streets of Mos Espa. Um, Wonder if every every title is going to be like this. Um, I hope not. Just have yeah. the blank. Of, like, the uh, well, I mean, we, we have the book of Boba Fett as the first one, so yeah, stranger. And it's, it's going to be one noun and then another one after, right? Yeah, um, the the Bomar monk in uh, the, the brain in the Bomar monk, um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so, that, like spider looking one, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. Um, we saw one at the beginning of episode three, uh, walking up to uh, to the yep. palace. Yeah, right. Like the thing, like it's not just me. That that was different, you know. Like that that's not, it's not how they normally look, right? Uh, no, it is. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I thought yeah. they normally had like the the legs like surrounding the center, not like not like a spider, you know. Really. I mean, yeah, I, don't I mean, know. If, I if never you, paid if you want, that. If you want to nitpick, <laughs> like not, not gonna. I may just be thinking well, like Lego version. But while we're on nitpicking, let's talk about the fucking goddamn Pike costumes, dude. That <laughs> those things upset me. Weren't they in um Solo too? Were they? I believe so. I don't know. I kind of blacked out for that movie. I hated it. I can't remember half of it every single time. Yeah, same. Uh, yes, they were in Solo. Um, they the, they uh, use the same exact costumes? Uh, same costumes, yeah. Uh, I think... Um, although... I don't know. They look much better in animation than they do in, in live action. They were. Um, that's like understatement from... of the year, bro. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's kind of the issue with like it, establishing so many things in an animated show is that then when you bring them into the live action it, it there's just no easy way to make it look as good you know? right because this is a universe that is supposed to exist in animation in and in live action yeah. and so you know theoretically these things should have to cross over seamlessly but that's just not going to happen for things that were designed to have a certain look in live action that may not work practically in um although i do appreciate that everything about the pikes are practical that 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 there's no like distracting cgi face that i think would have would have ruined the characters a little bit i i can't get past the face bro the the, like the toad neck where it's like (laughs) bulging out the bottom of the chin see in the Clone Wars, their faces look a little bit different, they but mean. I think that it would not uh, have looked as good if they tried to do the, the Clone Wars face in live action. That's just me, though. I don't know. I, f- I feel like I would have rather seen an attempt for that, you know, and then been pissed off that they fell short of that mark than just doing their own <laughs> their own damn thing. And then having it look nothing like a pike. Mm. But I am a bit of a um, Star Wars purist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 
but I mean, like the the other thing is like if you go the other way around from live action to animation, it doesn't always translate as well, but you don't notice it as much because you know you give passes to animation that you mm-hmm. wouldn't give to live action. Like if you look at the character design for you know, I don't know take Obi Wan for example, it's like Clone Wars Obi Wan isn't mm-hmm. like a fitting <laughs> image of of Ewan McGregor, you know, like it's so you know it's it's there's got to be some leeway between the transitions and i don't envy the people whose job it is to design uh either characters for animated things or costumes for live action things yeah i get it but if you're doing it for a job and it's cgi come on bro that's a costume Mm -hmm. oh those were also cgi'd in right Really? What was what was the really? Pike faces? Oh no 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 no! no. Those were like those were, were completely practical, probably really uh, yeah probably uh, prosthetics <laughs> controlled with like uh, I would gander that they were probably um, motorized mounts. Um, the mount I I I I did have a problem. They did like the the faces look very rubbery, uh, but mm-hmm. that was. <laughs> You know, I mean, n- not everything can be can be perfect here. So I, I, I for one, don't. It didn't distract from the experience for me, but I definitely noticed, which is, I, I, I don't know who to fault for that, but, hmm. yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So since we're on the subject, uh, the Pikes had quite a presence in these two episodes. Do you guys think that they're going to end up being the main villains? Because God, I hope not. <laughs> I, yeah. I think they're just not that interesting unless we get more development on them, which I also don't know if I really want. Um, yeah, yeah I, I feel like that'd be a pretty disappointing reveal for our main villain. So it's just the Pike Syndicate and it's like they come in waves of a dozen on public transport the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so boring you, you imagine you see like a bunch of mercenaries on like the ccrta bus yeah right you, you get on the ccrta and there's just a bunch well, of it's like the it's like it's like the bus don't... scene from shang chi which sebastian you i i know you haven't seen yet i, know, I need to watch that movie, but, but, uh, not, but... not even mercenaries but actual crime lore yeah. <laughs> i mean you know like i, I would be fair surprised. Just, yeah, like, there's um, probably not a single person RTA on there who like, doesn't have warrants, but still. Paul Chapa was sitting right next yeah. to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, also, uh, what was I going to say? I was really hoping, and they might still do this. They do have, they do have a lot of time. They have four more episodes left, I think, of the yeah. season. Uh, they do have some time. I was really hoping it would be connected back to Crimson Dawn, and we would maybe get a little bit more of Amelia uh, of Amelia Clark as Kira because we haven't seen her in uh, in the visual medium since uh, since Solo, and we saw her. Uh, I believe she's popped up in some comics that I haven't read because I I would I would be a madman to try to keep up with every single piece of Star Wars content out there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I would actually be quite interested as to where that went, especially after Darth Maul died in, in in Rebels. I would be quite interested to see how she's running Crimson Dawn, and I really like Amelia Clark, and having her back in in the Star Wars universe would be great. So, yeah, I, don't know, I, I I feel like I don't know if this is the place to do, but I feel like at some point we definitely need to wrap up that open ended ending of Solo. Like it just. 
it just bothers me that that movie is just sitting there like I think they were anticipating a lot uh better reception I I, I agree like it, that movie was they got well and you know they were trying to do like the classic we're setting up another movie uh, and then they made a bad movie too solo too it. furious yeah <laughs> but um yeah yeah uh another um big thing like before we go into the episode specifically uh these episodes introduced um uh uh black uh, uh uh i i mm. that's the way they pronounced it in the show and i it's a tough name to pronounce but he is uh he is the uh the tall bounty hunter wookie who has appeared in a lot of the comics before and he's been in some legend stuff but now he is being brought to uh i, I guess quote unquote the big screen um uh, after appearing in uh, several several comics but uh yeah what 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 did you guys think of uh, think of this new uh wookie I, I i thought he was a pretty solid villain for a couple episodes and i wouldn't mind seeing more of him in the future i just uh, I just thought he was like a, a like a typical like not not a typical thug but like one of the one of the higher ranking thugs right. in the in the uh, among the hunts and you know going back to that idea of like a, the main villain of the season I was so convinced it was going to be those two hunts and I was kind of the excited twins, for yeah but then that got like taken out of as soon as it was introduced i honestly um, think that would have been more interesting. yeah that would have been cool seeing right. boba go to war with the the entire hut family yeah right like come on um so you know i'm a little disappointed at that but whatever um but no, i thought the wookie was cool like takes on the entire palace by himself and... <laughs> I, yeah i i felt a little let down by his performance you know like in in comics, he's supposed to be someone to rival Boba, and he's this huge menace. And then he just got his ass beat by four of like the motorcycle gang <laughs> morons who have like Power Ranger motorcycles that they drive around on. He would have been he I think I think he could have won if only he didn't step on the trap door very conveniently. Um yeah, but the like I don't know. I feel like they they kinda his, his performance was a little underwhelming, but also I get it. It's Boba Fett, so you can't pit a badass character against the main character and expect it to go well. So mm -hmm. And I'm glad uh, like honestly, I think he did pretty well. He was tossing Boba Fett around for a bit, and then when the well, four to be fair, that's it was true. a defenseless Boba Fett right out right that's out of true. the back to that's tank. That's so very true. <laughs> yeah. But still the dude got stabbed like three times and he was still ready to kill people. That's true. <laughs> it's a tank. I but would like yeah. to see more of him. I, I think with the Boba Fett with this Boba Fett show, it's gonna be the closest we're gonna get for a while to like a like a bounty hunters anthology series i think that would be so cool um but but you know i i i like the fact that they are choosing that they are taking this time at least to bring in some of the uh some honestly pretty cool characters from the comics into uh into live action uh media uh because I, I i think that's quite interesting and you know there's a lot I would love to see more of the bounty hunters from the um, from the scene in Empire Strikes Back. I would love to see more, you know, Bosk, Zuckus, uh, Forlom. I don't I know want, why. Yeah, I yeah, Dengar. That's I, want, 
I want to see what they're like in action aside from just standing around. I have a friend who said the exact same shit. He said, screw everyone else. Give me Dangar. Right, like, I just want to follow Dengar for literally not. I, I think the reason I have some weird attachment to Dengar is the fact that like, 2015. my my dad has like these really old Star Wars action figures, and one of the ones I like the best, just because it looks the coolest, is the Dengar one. Um, so I like Dengar uh, for literally no reason. Um, but yeah, we should we should see Dengar. Absolutely. Um, yeah yeah um and on honestly i think that this uh you know this show may be the best place to bring back some of these bounty hunters at least you know introducing them back into the into the you know the sphere of consciousness with star wars fans because they haven't done anything on screen since 1980 and mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, have, having, you know, in, in the original, um, in the Legends comics, one thing I remember is that Dengar was the one responsible for nursing Boba back to health after the Sarlacc pit. And to sort of just cut mm-hmm. him out of that story entirely just feels like a disservice to the character. Um, and I would really love to, to, to have him play at least some part in Boba's story after, after the Sarlacc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it is weird that I, the only time I can remember seeing them after is in, you know, like a handful of Clone Wars episodes. And that's just mainly Bosk, you know? Like, I think I think some of the others show up too. Bosk but... and Aura Singh, yeah. yeah. Like the... But Aura Singh isn't in the Empire scene, so. The... I she I is not, you're right. Yeah. So, because Lando kills her before. <laughs> before uh, before it was... Solo, right? It, was oh, it wasn't, it wasn't Lando. It was it was the other guy. Was oh, it was, uh, it was Beckett. Uh, Beckett. Beckett. Yeah. Beckett killed It was previously canon that Aura Singh does stuff after after episode six. But no, we had to have Solo come in and think that they were doing a, a cool fan service and instead just wrecking all this canon information. God. Yeah. 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 Oh well, that's a tough time dropping that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's 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 go a little deeper uh, into these episodes. Uh, episode two was um, was more split in 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 half than episode three was, uh, showing us half in the present and then half in the past. Um, which do you guys like better, uh, the the present storyline or the past storyline with the with the with the train and the uh, and and the pikes and the? I like know, the, the past one better. Yeah. Person. The, the Tuscan, yeah. like that that this episode has been the second one has been my favorite so far. I, I'd have to agree. Like I looked at, it, I was like, "Holy shit!" It's an hour long because you know me. I'm a, I, it's it's a mixed feeling when I see an hour long episode because at the same time it's more content that I get to watch that week. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I'm a fan of the 20-minute episode. Um, I've said that before. Uh, but this is a good hour-long episode. It's like, it's nice. It's good. Like, it's one of those episodes you feel good after watching it. Um, but yeah, I like I like the train shit. I just like train shit in just about anything, whether it's a train hijacking, a fight on a train, like, whatever trains are always like one of the coolest settings you can do that it was weird that there's just a train going through the desert but you know like makes sense 
it's got to go somewhere, right? Um, people got to get through somehow. But uh, yeah, so that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the pat or sorry, the present timeline is really just, um, is really just, you know, a, a setup for the, uh, for the conflict to come, you know, it, it, it establishes who the twins are. It establishes that, uh, that Black Chrysanthemum is a character here. Uh, and it really just cements that, you know, the mayor, Mayor Makshais of Masespa is kind of shady and it's, it's just basically all set up. And then the past, we get a lot more development in terms of Boba's story and character and, you know, how um, his journey overall. So mm. uh, the past is nice because it also like fills in those gaps that are mostly what you're curious about, you know? Absolutely. Even at the end of Mandalorian, mm. like, well, how the hell did he get from in the stomach of the Sarlacc to you know this hooded robe on the outskirts of Tatooine and you're like oh well and you see more and more of it it's nice you know fills in those gaps I I do think eventually we are going to get him uh, his story all the way up to the uh all the way up to the Mandalorian probably uh, Mm -hmm. um I also think that seeing him sort of like bond and lead the Tuscans in battle was Mm. just really cool as hell Um, yeah i thought they were setting up some really cool stuff there like that that was going to be two episodes of badassery of him like his backstory where he's head of the tuscan or he's like a notify or notable tuscan raider warrior with them and then they just got just got slaughtered off in the third episode that was I'll uh 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 Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru, yeah. Yeah. Um that was so so disappointing, man. Yeah, I mean th- there are so few episodes in the season. I mean, I'm sure Boba spent like judging from the fact that there were six years in between Return of the Jedi and Mandalorian, mm-hmm. he he's, mm-hmm. he probably spent like uh, honestly a couple of years with the Tuscans. Um Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I just I just thought you know, maybe we'll, we'll like we'll see more if there's another season. We, we might see more specific flashbacks if they pertain to you know what he's doing in the present. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I do like um, the fact that there are so few episodes in this season. You know, sort of dictates the pace that we need to be going at. Like we can't spend right. all the past time with Boba and the Tuscans because there's only a certain amount of development that can get him. He needs to he needs to move beyond them if he's going like like if we're going to chart his whole journey which it looks yeah, like that's what I, they're trying trying to do i guess i was just kind of hoping to see him uh if he went to war with the huts or something i was hoping to see him call on the tuscans and they were going to come uh, something like that would have been cool that would have been badass but uh but no but the um, same, speaking of him calling on people there was something i talked to you about this briefly haven um but especially these first couple of episodes, like the first two, and by the third one, a little bit less because there's that biker gang, um, <laughs> but which we'll get to in a minute. But um, it, it just feels so weird because he's supposed to be this head of, you know, he's supposed to be a crime boss, but he it's basically just him, Fennec, a droid, and like two Gamorrean guards just kind of like chilling at Jabba's palace 
and you know he has to go out and do everything himself and yeah i get that he's doing that you know build respect and shit like that but he's also doing it because he literally can't afford to have anybody else do it because he doesn't have anybody else to do it It just right it feels weird to have a crime boss with like no family or you know family um in quotation marks there um no no organization no syndicate no nothing you know it's Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I guess we're seeing that slowly build up. Now he's got that that biker gang. Now he's got that uh, the rancor in his pit. Mm. But Alex pointed it out to me that, you know, it's it's so weird seeing Jabba's palace so empty and just these people being in it, you know? Yeah, that is a little surreal. But um, I, also, I also think it's just part of, I guess, how do I put this? Part of what would have happened after like the head of the giant crime family dies, like, and especially after someone like Bib Fortuna takes over, you're you're not going to see the same, like people are just going to leave. They're just going to go to wherever it is that they hang out when they're not staying at Jabba's palace. And that's going to be the rest of their life. But, um, I you mentioned the rancor. First of all, Danny Trejo is the mm. fucking rancor father. I wasn't sure it was him at first because they didn't focus on him at all. Yeah, then, right. He was just, just in Danny the background. It, it was so damn funny. Like you're just watching all of a sudden Danny Trejo comes out <laughs> rancor, and you're like, oh, this just got so much better for two reasons. <laughs> but well, a third too. They Boba Fett wants to ride that shit. I want to see Boba right? Fett going to war, riding a Rancor. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like some Lord of the Rings type shit there. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, also you know, uh, I, I Danny Trejo is honestly probably in the show because of uh, Robert Rodriguez, who directed a, a, a lot of these episodes and is a frequent collaborator with Dan- Danny Trejo. Um, yeah, Robert Rodriguez also voiced some of the aliens. He, uh, he played the mayor too in, uh, Mos Espa. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just love that, that we're getting, you know, <laughs> that even here, you know, we, we had no idea that Danny Trejo was going to be in the show. We're still getting these crazy established actors to be in, uh, to be in these, in, in like, like in these Disney plus Star Wars shows, which I just think is so amazing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's weird to see established actors in Star Wars because, you know... That's um, not what you normally expect. You would think yeah. that it's not what you normally expect, but at the same time, the prequels also casted, you know, like Liam Neeson and Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor, who are all like... I feel like... Samuel L. Jackson, too. Like, that's a... Okay, like, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson is one, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like the same thing. I feel like... Uh, what uh, Natalie Portman wasn't as well established at the time of episode one, but Samuel L. Jackson and Liam Neeson, you have a point. But other than that, they're kind of they take casts of the ultimately people who aren't really well known, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you could make a case for Harrison Ford while he was doing Indiana Jones at the same well, but time. But in, that Indiana was Jones after, was after, right? after, yeah. after episode. So uh, yeah, so they four. they took a cast of nobodies and made them into like iconic fucking heroes and then that's pretty cool but i 
it's just kind of weird <laughs> to see Star Wars go from that to yo, let's throw Danny Trejo in as a it's <laughs> a rancor trainer. Like, like like I said, it was probably just as jarring, if not more, to see Mace Windu be the dude yeah. from fiction. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Like, I mean, we grew up with it, so we don't think about it. It's like, oh shit, yeah, that's Mace Windu right there. Like, yeah. But people yeah. who saw I I can't see Mace Windu as Samuel L. Jackson. I like physically can't. Mm-hmm. And Liam Neeson as as Qui-Gon is still a little jarring to me. Um, right. I, I mean we we have such a connection to these characters that they are in entirely separate from from the actors that we've seen in other things. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Danny Trejo is Rancor Daddy now. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but yeah, uh, so before we move on to talking about episode three specifically, I have some things that I want to point out for episode two. Uh, in the flashback, when Boba goes to um, to Tashi Station uh, to find the um, the Nikto gang uh, that have been uh, vandalizing things uh, and eventually kill the Tuscans, uh, they. Um, so uh boba uh he comes in to tashi station just as the uh niktos are harassing uh two people who are actually two original trilogy characters that were in a deleted scene from uh a new hope that's uh luke's friends uh cammy and fixer um who were Hmm. originally yeah uh their names are never apparently never settled out in the episode but the credits say that they are um, that they are those characters, which I think is interesting that they have stayed on Tatooine for like Wait. six years after. Uh, so they are those characters, or is it just the same actors? Nope, same 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 characters. I I, I do not think it's the same actors. Yeah. Um, just oh, exactly. that is a cool touch, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's weird. That's weird. Like, what a, what an obscure the deleted scene. Yeah. A new hope. Like it. Yeah, but also that's fan service done right. Exactly. That's what it's supposed to be. You take a character from a deleted scene that only the the, the real fans know. You know. Bring back Coleman Trevor, all right? Then we'll talk about real fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk about Droopy McCool. <laughs> Yo, I, I can't wait to see the band back at Jabba's Palace. Like, fuck yeah, I can't. Like, that's gotta happen. See, like, Boba's so, Palace with Max Rebo in it. He poaches them from the Oasis or whatever, the Paradise, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. The last thing I want to mention about this episode, too, is just how weird that fucking lizard is that, like, went up his nose. Goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like, the, um, he's tripping on lizards, the spiritual but... journey lizard. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, that was such a such a disgusting thing to watch it just crawl up his nose. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I love how his only response after that too is like, oh, sorry, I think yeah, I yeah, like, oh, I just <laughs> swallowed it. Like, <laughs> you're not worried about a lizard going up your nose. You're like, damn, sorry about the gift. The thing is fucking with your brain right now, and you're you're just like you're afraid of being rude. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, now in uh, in episode three, uh, we get sort of a weirdly placed guest star, I think. Uh, Stephen Root plays uh, Lortha Peel, uh, uh, the water salesman. Sebastian, I was wondering if you recognized him. He is in, he's uh, in Barry. He plays, uh, he plays Fuchs in uh, Barry. Uh, he's also Milton in Office Space. 
fascinating. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't recognize him. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he he is quite an established actor. Uh, he's in uh, you know uh, King King of the Hill, probably most well known for Office Space. But he was in Dodgeball, Man in the High Castle, Get Out, Boardwalk Empire. Um, but uh, but yeah, I personally know him from Barry and uh, Office Space. But yeah, uh, they they never really make a big deal out of his character when he only shows up for a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, like, but yeah, more fucking water scalpers out here. <laughs> Right, like man, so desperate he's scalping water. Water. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it sounds funny, but they're on a desert planet, so yeah, that's that's you yeah. Can charge whatever the fuck you want. People that's have to pay for it. Um, which, yeah, so that was an interesting character. But uh, and then they go over there, and there's a cyborg gang, which. Well, God, I like so. Piss me off so much. Yeah, there's something. Explain, explain, Caden. I, 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 Hayden. Sorry. Uh, how, there, how do you feel about? Uh, how, how do you feel about um, the the cyborg biker gang? I hate the attitude of the 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 leader, like the alt girl, fucking head. I hate the the modifications that they have. They just seem like weird to me. I'm not a fan of that. I hate the the bikes. They're like pristine, clean Power Ranger bikes that they go on low-speed motorcycle chases through the city in, <laughs> and it's so it's it doesn't make sense. And not only for I feel like it could fit Star Wars, but on Tatooine, really, you're gonna sell me that these fucking hooligans are out here with the most expensive, clean motorcycle Roombas that <laughs> fucking rascals I'm, like I'm, come on bro I'm so glad that wasn't just me that picked up on that because that chase scene really like, it was so slow fast at all <laughs> like, like the fucking the, the mayor's Twi'lek guy was whipping the speeder and then the motorcycles are just fucking puttering along <laughs> It's so stupid. But, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't mind is... the modifications too much, but uh, I, the the speeder, I, I think you put it best when you called them the Power Ranger speeders. I, I was trying to put my finger on it. That was... Yeah, bro, there's one of every color, and they've got... They're perfectly maintained. Both of going to come in with a black one and Fennec with a white one, and then we'll have, like, all six Power Rangers. God, I'm... I'm refunding my disney plus account if i have to see <laughs> that they're gonna turn into a giant slave wall <laughs> <laughs> they assemble into a fucking oh my god i would yeah sooner demand a refund <laughs> um but yeah you guys were, were were talking about the um the speeder chase in which the cyborg biker gang, who's I, I don't know if they really have a name, so that's what we'll, we'll be calling them. Uh, they chase the uh, uh, the mayor's major domo through Moss Espa. Um, yeah, uh, not a great chase scene, <laughs> not at all. Like they look like they're driving through a parking lot, like going. To- <laughs> like that's because in real life they probably were. They're just surrounded by. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I don't know, I'm I'm glad that they were filming it very safely, but like it, it, I don't if know. you're gonna do a chase speed, a chase scene, you know, like goddamn, do it right. 
the playback speed or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You don't even need to drive faster. Just make it run faster. If, if I if I when I watch this episode again, I'll just like put it on two times speed. I'll be like, now there's a good chase. There's a good chase. Yeah. Uh, they have, I mean, they've done that for Star Wars before, right? So it's not. Or they've yeah. done the opposite, technically. Yeah, they, they had to slow down the. Control. Yeah, they had to slow down the Hayden and Ewan fight, because uh, they got so good at it. So just like, change how it runs, man. I don't know. Do something to make it not a five mile an hour. <laughs> bunch of rascals chasing after a fucking two grandmas chasing down because one of them stole the other's coupons yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah. um although like i said i am glad that he is like slowly building up his crew so for that i am grateful for the cyborg gangs that it's now like more people under his control right yeah i mean that's really what needs to happen because as much as i like him and fennec as a team that will not work as a as a criminal uh empire <laughs> it can't he, he needs his crew you know exactly exactly he needs, he, he needs his ride or dies exactly he needs his ride or dies and here they are riding <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not, not, not dying well, yet but... <laughs> yeah yeah not dying yet god one can only hope <laughs> Holy crap. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Any other thoughts on Book of Boba Fett episodes two and three? I, I think they were a vast improvement over episode one. I, I, I didn't hate episode one, but I just think there was something lacking. And I think episodes two and three really brought in what I was hoping to see. For the, the only thing I'll say about episode three is that it felt really weird going from a 52 minute episode to a 30. Yeah, that was a little jarring too. Because it makes it feel not as good just because not as much happened, but like, of course, not as much happened because it's almost half the length, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think so they got to settle on length really, you know, just like, just yeah, like net, network shows do. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm glad that they're taking their own, like that they're not trying to either cram in extra things to fill in a certain episode length or trying to, or cutting or cutting things. But I don't know. It just makes it just makes it weird to watch weekly, you know. Like maybe I don't I, know. Maybe they I could have like, split the last I, episode into two. I don't know. I don't know. I've I've gotten the impression so far that they're trying to jam too much stuff into too few episodes, and it's making the pacing seem off. Like the fact that fifty percent or like sixty percent of the past two episodes were flashback, and then they tied it off by just like a, a 10 minute like oh they're all dead he mourns now he leaves i don't know i'm i'm kind of struggling with that i i feel like if you're gonna try and provide backstory you can't expect to do it in two and a half or like one and a half episodes and then just move on but i i like what they're trying to do i just am not sure i'm a fan of it i still so. no i mean i i agree that i think that they could probably you know, try to maybe flesh things out a little more. But at the same time, I think that the backstory sort of got their their point across. I don't have the same issue with that. Right. I I just feel like I don't know. And maybe it maybe it's kind of slowing down the pacing in my opinion. Um when you have to you go from a fight to suddenly he's going into the back to chamber for a flashback for another 
half hour. That's, I don't know. It's a little tough for me to get behind. I'm not saying right. I hate it, but I'm having a tough time with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we have four more, four more episodes uh, to go, which is surprisingly little. I mean, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to go like that, honestly. At the halfway point already. I feel like this, I feel like the first episode came out last week. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that is uh, our review of the Book of Boba Fett, episodes two and three. Uh, next week is Family Guy, the third Family Guy Star Wars special. And then after that, we got another, we're going to talk Boba Fett until it's done. Uh, so qu- quite excited for that. Uh, Hayden, it looks like you are becoming our mainstay for Boba Fett. Uh, who knows if that's going to stay the same or change, but we are happy to have you either way. This was, this was a yeah, happy to... episode here. I'm glad you joined us. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Thanks for thanks for uh, letting me come on and talk bitch about Boba Fett. Always, <laughs> always, my friend. Um, so for across the stars, my name is Rowan Wood, and I'm Sebastian Rapehoff. That's hating, Kincaid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, Waiting I'm for it. Like, yeah, I know. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that fast <laughs> enough, so you jumped on it immediately. <laughs> And we will be back next week.